You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Rugby League Players Association directors Christian Welsh has spoken out badge about this, hasn't he, in the last 24 hours? Yeah, he has. Um, and a couple of others have said a few things. But, yeah, he basically said, look, we're not gonna, they haven't ruled out strike action. They certainly don't want it. But they, um, they're they a fair way apart on uh, what the players want compared to what the NRL is uh, is offering. Yeah. Uh, we thought we'd get a, one of the player managers on who obviously looks after the players and he's one of the best from GS Sports Management. Clinton Chukoski is is joining us now on Sports Day. Welcome to Sports Day, Clinton. Thanks for having me. Yeah, plenty going on in the greatest game of all. So, Clinton, as a player manager, how much how much um, vision do you have of what's happening with the players? Are, they, are, your, are your players in constant contact with you guys trying to get advice on what to do? Or are they mainly talking to the RL uh, Rugby League Players Association? Most of the RLPA, mate, they're, they're doing the negotiations, obviously. But, yeah, we've got a number of senior players that are sort of in the centre, in a sanctum. So they do about a few things off you here and there. And, yeah, it's interesting times at the moment. Well, you recently, or not, not that long ago, the NRL announced a new salary cap, which is a, a hike of about 25%. Did you know, you know, did you just think straight away, oh, that's fine, that's all done and dusted? Or, or did word come back to you as a, a player manager that they, um, they weren't happy with, um, you know, with other parts of the negotiations? Yeah, that's it. I think the, the players are extremely happy with it. the uplift in salary counting is 16% across the top 30 and 25% across the whole game when you add in the, the development contracts as well. So... Yeah, it's it's more about the peripheral stuff, badge. You know, um, uh, obviously the girls as well having their competition organised and um, hardship funds and and all the rest of it as well. The medical side of things, you know, they just want they want an audience there and they want to negotiate that as well. They don't just want the deal done financially. So mm. there's a whole lot more to it. I, I think there was a time when the NRL could do and it's do exactly what they've done in the past. Just go, look, we're just going to give you a pay rise. Um, and everyone should just, um, you know, just shut up and play along. Um, so firstly, Clint, when, when, when this happens, do players have, do many players have ratchet clauses in their, their contracts relatable like as a percentage of the salary cap so they'll get an automatic pay rise? Yeah, they will. So the NRL mandated a clause in, in every contract post, I think it was June 7, 2021. So... Uh, and before that, obviously, if as an agent, you could negotiate a ratchet clause into a player's contract, they'll have them as well. So, yeah, some players will have them and some won't. So, um, yeah, so interesting. And I'm, I'm hearing as well, um, and I know it might be limited. You know, we don't want you to specifically talk about any players, but that they're also asking um, some players for match fees outside the cap. Is that is that built into any contracts at the moment? Are they all purely... Um, based on you know a full season, whether you play a certain amount of games or not, or, or or can that quickly happen? Where if the players got their way, they could also get match fees on top of what they're already getting. Yeah, they're looking to bring that in. I think they look at that as a way to sort of just sort of 
disperse the money a bit more evenly. Sometimes guys at the bottom end will come on a lower base contract, play a whole right. season and not really get rewarded for it. And at the top end, you might have a guy on a million dollars a year and sits out the whole season, doesn't play a game and obviously still gets all his money. So I think they're looking at that as a way to sort of uh, hand, the running, hand the money around a bit more evenly across the whole playing squad. Hey, Clinton, we, we hear from Christian Welch yesterday when he, he has spoken about negotiations. He said a lot of it's been done with Hugh Marks. He said, really nice guy, mind you. He was the guy who didn't want Rugby League on Channel 9 back when it was COVID. But um, why, why, why aren't the guys, the, the, the Abdos and also Volandis, why aren't they at the table talking to the Rugby League Players Association? At the moment as well, they also seem to be pretty quiet. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I can understand they're trying to sort of disassociate themselves from the negotiation, but I think that's just what the players want. They just want a genuine voice. And the encouraging thing is the players have never been more united. You know, back in my day and Badger's day, it was a little bit of a mentality of every man for himself. But, you know, mm. the impressive thing is now the players are really united. They've got a really good union behind them. And you've got some really intelligent, articulate and passionate guys, you know, Christian Welsh. Kirk Capel, Harry Grant, these types, some real leaders in there. And yeah, that's, all, that's all they want. They just want to sit at the table with the powers that be and, and negotiate a fair or reasonable deal, I think. So, and like I said, it's not about the financial side of it. You know, the way I look at it and the, the chats I have with my players, it, it's more around, you know, the brutal stuff, which is really, really important to the players. And you know, some of that stuff can have a real impact on increasing your career as well. So the players are smart enough to understand that as well. Mm. Yeah, and I do see that they want a, a want a seat, uh, a player representative on the ARL commission as well. One thing that I was a bit critical of when I was playing, and I think it's happened for a long time, we never really knew exactly what was what the game was earning. And uh, is that still the situation? Do the players know now what total revenue is? Because I know, I know that they're asking for a, a higher percentage of it, around forty eight percent. But do they actually know? Um, is, is there transparency around that, Clint? I mean, I'm sure. As a player manager, you'd need to, to know that as well before you go in and negotiate contracts. Yeah, absolutely. There's a real push for that now. Obviously, the game's booming. I think NRL's king in this country alongside the AFL, so it's never been in a better place financially. Uh, a lot of people watch it, great viewership. So, um, yeah, that, that's it, that's important to know. And it's a little bit of talk around the uh, COVID payment money that was paid back as well. You know, first mm. of all, it was going to be $10 million, then all of a sudden it was $20 million, and then... Magically, there was thirty million. So that that's that was a little bit alarming to the players as well. Obviously, they got most of their money back in the end, but it, it took a long time to sort of sift through that and work it all out. So I think that was a little bit frustrating for the players. Also, do you reckon this might drag on a, a, a bit, Clinton? Do you think we might see the players boycotting the launch of the season? I'd hate to see them go on strike or anything crazy like that. I don't think we'll get to that, but. You know, listening to the players, I think everything's on the table. Uh, and like I said, they've never been more united. That's a credit to them. And it's, it's the only way they're going to get what's fair and reasonable. And I think that's all they're looking for. So set up a few times now, some really interesting times coming up. You know, yeah. We're not far out from season. I think it starts no. two weeks early this year as well. So yep, it's going it to come around really, really quickly. Yeah, the first weekend in, in March. Um, now, now the the women's side, which is growing um, prolifically, the the, uh, the women's game, um, NRLW, but I, I believe they still don't have any clarity around their salary cap, their actual season, their draw. Is that the case? And, um, you know, have you, are you actually managing some, some of our female stars? 
Yeah, we are. We've got some of the stars. So Julia, Julia Robinson, Taryn Aker from the Brisbane Broncos, mm. Jeff Sergis. So you're spot on, Badge. It's, it's, we're not far out from their season starting either. It's bonkers. You know, they haven't got a salary cap. Uh, they're not sure what squad sizes would be. No draw. Um, what? It's actually pretty scary, actually. So, um, yeah, that's something that, you know, Christian Welsh spoke really passionate of, passionately about that yesterday. That's, that's at the top of the list for the boys as well, to have that sorted out for the girls. How long do you reckon before they can go full-time? Most, of, most if not all, of our, um, our women's players. Yeah, I, I think it's far off at all, but you know, another you know, two or three years, I think you'll have most of the girls. Rugby league will be their job, and that's super exciting. You know, watch a few of the girls' games. It's entertaining. It's great yeah. to watch. I remember the state of origin last year down in Canberra. It was one of the games of the season for mm. me. Went down to the wire, and I think New South Wales won at the death in the second half. So, yeah, plenty of people watch it, and, and there's a real market for it, so it's exciting. It's really interesting to hear this side of the story, Batch, because we can sit back, and a lot of our listeners do as well, and and criticise the players for being greedy and yep. this and that. And, you know, again, it's not about money. It's about, you, you know, people's lives. Conditions and longer term and, uh, you know, looking after the players with hardship. Yep. Uh, and your concerns after, yeah. the, after they play, isn't it, Clint? There's a, there is a lot more to it, and... Um, you know, I don't think you'd you'd ever mention the word greed if you're talking about how the players are going about this, would you? No, absolutely. It's more about the players at the bottom end as well. You've got guys coming into grade and, you know, it's $60,000. It's a lot of money, you know. Some people work really hard for that. But footy player to up and move his young family from Queensland down to Sydney, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. You know, there's been a little bit of talk about, you know, I'm not sure whether it's true or not, you know, players having to play their own, pay their own private medical you know, which is crazy. You're asking these guys to run out and put their bodies on the line every week. So I'm not sure whether that's true or not. A little bit of talk as well about off-season breaks being cut from eight weeks to six, six weeks. You know, I, mean, I think these players need longer off in their off-season break. And the NFL, they've been mandated to get 11 weeks. And their pre-season training can only be at nine weeks maximum. I'm not saying we're the NFL, but, you know, you've got to protect these players. Mm. You know, as you know, back in our day, we trained hard, but... I'd challenge anyone to go down and watch an NRL season of training session now. Oh. It's just ridiculous. Jump in They're and try to do train. it. They train hard to play. Yeah, 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 it's frightening. So sometimes less is more and you need to protect these players from themselves. So that's the sort of stuff the players are really concerned about. You know, the league's done some great stuff around concussion and protecting the players and they just want more of that. And they want to have a mm. voice at the table while they discuss it. Before we let you go, and I know you've got a, a vested interest in this, but the NRL has upped the minimum wage from eighty to one hundred and twenty grand. The players, we believe, are asking for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars minimum wage. Is is that is that too much? Is it doable? Is it fair enough? As far as you're concerned? Oh well, I think I think the uplift from eighty to one hundred and twenty is magic. You know, if it ends up sort of one twenty, one twenty five, one thirty, you know, it, it's an improvement. And, and like I've said a few times, the players aren't too worried about the financial side of it. I think it's more the entitlements and the peripheral stuff around the game that's going to help them be better players and better people. You know, the education stuff as well. They want more funding there to become more educated and, and more upskilled post-career. So yep. there's plenty of other stuff they're really focused on, which is great. It's good to see. Yeah. Well, you've educated us a lot today, yeah. uh, Clinton, and, and I'm shocked that Gary Belcher was a hard trainer. You've absolutely floored me with that. Really? Okay, yeah. 
He was one of the best. He was he was one of the best. He's one of my favourites growing up as a kid. Too. Oh, there Coming you go. As a kid. How old do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to make me feel old, Clint. It's not hard. Uh, Good on you, mate. strapping teenager when you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clinton, Clinton Shavchowski uh, from GS Sports Management. Hey, we appreciate your time tonight on Sports Day. Thanks, lads. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast and don't forget you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6pm or 5pm Queensland time.